Craft Beer Radio, episode 366, on January 16th, 2016. And welcome, everybody, to Craft Beer Radio, when we hear about beer, we say... How was that for an intro? Works for Effective. me. It works for me. Yes, it's over. That's the main, that's the most important part. <laughs> okay, so we have some Dave, some Dave beers. We got a beer from Avery. We got a beer you bought. Yes, it's a whole collection. It is. Let's start with this one from Freewell. You, it's a pretty hefty beer there. Uh, seven nine. Well, we got vanilla bean beers. We got IPAs. Okay, we'll just pale here. Then. Yeah. Let's start with that. This is from Old Main Brewing. This is their clone ale, which they say on their website, simply a clone of an American classic. So I don't have much more information than that. There's a little bit of uh, gushing. Probably not the good, delicious kind of gushing like the... uh, Not what you want to see out of a... So we got some more info from DeGuard. You know, we were unprepared on the show. Uh, they pretty much are all wild fermentation. Uh, the story that I heard was that uh, the owner, and forgive me, I forget his name, was basically looking like at different places like all over Oregon. Oh, yeah, that's and, right. John said this. And, and then yeah. found, um, you know, like the perfect trifecta the terrific of bug, bugs yeah. and set up shop there is kind of the, the story behind DeGuard. This has a pretty fluffy head that's making me think there's some infection on here. And uh, I smell something. It smells okay to me so far. Let's see. Oh, but that head doesn't look very yeah, promising. Yeah, the head looks, it looks has, like a PDO or something. Typically a wild yeast that does this kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's just that over-carbonated, thick head. Bubble, the bubbles are like lacing up the side of the glass. It smells okay to me still. You know what? You're right. It smells a little farmhousey, if anything. That could just be a wild yeast. I'm getting some pale malt. Uh, not too much along the way of hops. So it's a clone of an American classic, right? So is this Sierra Nevada or be my guess is Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is kind of what this is cloning. There's something a little barnyard in the, in the aroma. Do you not give me that at all? Mm-mm. Flavor has like this nutty flavor to it. Yeah, that's not what the brewer intended. It's it's not straight up. I don't know. I mean, it's not disgustingly infected. No, it doesn't taste awful, but it does taste. It tastes. Um, the hops are any any flavor from the hops from it faded away. You get the bitterness, but mm-hmm. you get most of the flavors gone. Um, the it's sort of like a, a cracker malt, and then uh, I'm oh, getting, towards the end, there's a little bit of like zing, like hotness. Yeah, like. I'm getting a little like a saison kind of note from it. Yeah, I, I kind of get what you're saying. There's an interesting nuttiness in there, uh, which you normally don't get in a pale ale, right? <laughs> yeah, the hops are pretty much just supporting. Mm-hmm. I 
I don't think we can. Yeah, I'd say this. We is, can't judge this. This is not what the brewer intended. I, I'd say that yeah, there's probably a wild yeast infection in here or something. It it just didn't spoil the beer, like it didn't make it drain poor or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't really taste bad in any particular way either. It's just it's not what the beer. Yeah, the label indicates right, yeah. beer it, will be. It, it, it's not the kind of infection that totally ruins a beer. Um, but it is the kind of infection that makes it so we can't judge this accurately. We can still talk about what we're tasting. Yeah, we can. And I would say, I mean, if, if I were to call this blind, I would say it's a saison of some sort. It, it tastes a lot darker in color than it is, right? When I drink it, it, it almost feels like I'm drinking a brown ale to me. That's that nuttiness that's coming through and a maltiness. It almost feels like a brown ale, like on the tongue. It's an interesting take. It, it it reminds me of a not very rustic saison, sort of an attempt to make a, a simple saison in a, um, you know, through standard brewing without without doing much besides throwing it okay. yeah, I'm really focusing on like that rich multi thing and so I'm not really getting too much along the lines of Saison that was a Cyclone or Clone Ale from Old Main Brewing alright well that's out of the way I guess we should move on to the actual Saison or Farmhouse at least which is what Danae is from Freewell yeah, I got this up at a house of a thousand beers. Seven point nine percent alcohol by volume on this bad boy. Color is very similar, sort of a yellowish uh, gold. It's a bit of a rocky head. That feels a lot, a lot more earthy. I smell like big, like, I feel like circus peanuts, like banana, like ethyl acetate. Really? Hmm. Like, my first sniff was like just big bag of circus peanuts. Okay, I'm, sorry, I'm starting to get some of that now. A little bit like a fermented green apple. Like yeah. A fermented apple or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I can... Kind of get there. Kind of funky smelling, which is good. I want that in a, in a farmhouse. Mm-hmm. There's a, a bubble gum, you know, go along with that circus. There's like a bit of bubble gum type aroma as well. I see what you're saying. It's there. I think you have to sort of search for it. Or at least it's not readily apparent unless you... I'm looking for it. I don't think it's the initial thing that I get, at least. I'm curious what yours smells like, because I think mine may be smelling a little bit different than yours. Yes. <laughs> okay. We'll blend a little bit here. Give Greg some of my circus peanuts. See, that's different. A little more perfumey now. A little more cardamom-like, right? Yeah, that could be it. Cardamom. 
It smells a little more like candy sugar than circus peanuts to me now. Mm-hmm. It's probably something that might indicate it's a little hot. I'm curious. Definitely spiced in the aroma. I think the cardamom's coming through. Does it say it's spiced? I, uh, all I have is information here is from Beer Advocate, so I do not know. No, it says uh, it says it has rye, and then copious amounts of Apollo Chinook and Calypso hops. Hmm. Yeah, but it, it, it maybe you know must be a combination of the rye and the fermentation, yeah. but it really has that uh, spicy type cardamom type flavor to it. I can definitely taste where the Chinook is. Um, I think the rye comes, couple through, seconds where, rye comes through really oh, well. Oh, yeah, here. I can absolutely taste the rye. I'm, I'm just thinking about the hot bill mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so f- used to Chinook, I, I can really pick it out now. Or at least when I can tell the parts that it's that it are definitely Chinook. Uh, and it's about five seconds in or so. Once uh, some once the rye has sort of gone in and, and, the, and the hot balance comes at you 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 get a little bit of that resiny pine note from chinook free will brewing is in pakeese new pennsylvania pakeese 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 there's a fair amount of, of sweetness in this beer. Like, uh, it definitely carries through, almost like there's some candy mm-hmm. sugar added to it. Um, it could just be the malt. Like, a lot of Pilsner malt in there. Um, maybe some... Nah. Um, I said I always smell like something hot. I don't taste it. In fact, it's hiding its alcohol very well. At, at nearly 8%, mm-hmm. uh, it's really hard to taste that. It It has a viscosity to it, but it doesn't... Taste any any hot or really in much indication? There's a lot of high alcohol in this. I'm really surprised that there's not spices added. The fermentation really gives this a lot yeah. of finale character, and it really plays with the rye really well. You mentioned, um, I think it was a tweet that you had, but final gravity or original gravity oh, brewing sorry. is suing final gravity brewing. <laughs> Yeah, was? they were. It was settled, apparently, or they withdraw the lawsuit. But, mm. you know, I, my, I tweeted it without commentary, but mm. it seemed pretty obvious to me what the commentary would be. And it's like, you pick any, like, original gravity. Yeah. It's kind of, you're going to have offshoots in, <laughs> of your name. It's a beer term. It, it's like if, if you made a beer called... Um, uh, Sixteen ounce bottle, and somebody made a place called twenty two ounce bottle brewery. You, you can't really sue them. I think part of the problem was that they're both in the same area of Michigan, <laughs> and oh, okay. they, they probably weren't expecting a similar name so close to home. So I, I guess just at, at the headline, it was funny, you know, original gravity suing final gravity. Yeah, that it, it it's a great story. What else do we have? Anything in the news here? Um, What's this about Urban Chestnut? Oh, Open and Nano across the street from your big brewery? Yeah, so they're opening... Um, what do they call it? it? It's like the... What they, oh, 
it has some acronym. It's Urban Chestnut Something Pilot Brewery or something like that. And basically, it's going to be like a two-barrel Nano. And they're going to do all their experimental stuff there. And you'll be able to get... It's going to be a separate place than the pub that we went to. Hmm. It's uh, You get slices of pizza and beer there. but you know, And you'll get the, the experimental Urban Chestnut stuff there. And then across the street, the beer, you know, the, the normal pub, beer garden, you just get, you know, the mainstream urban chestnut seems interesting to split it out and have it, you know, cr- literally across the street. I wonder if they're experimenting with, like, interesting bugs there that they don't want to involve their main brewery in. I think they just want to do smaller batches. You can't. Yeah. I mean, we were there. They don't have a ton of room for a second brewery true, true. there. So maybe that's part of it. it just seemed to. Interesting. We got to talk about the bow thing in the post show. Yeah. Move on to the next beer. Yes. All right. Let's save these two vanilla bean ones for last. So that gives us the Hopadillo IPA from Carbach Brewing. Hopadillo. I had some Carbach when I was in Austin. There's a whole story to it. Yeah? He lurks in the shadows, waiting in bold anticipation. He's surprisingly bitter. Bitter about something. Legend has it that he feasts on those with fresh hops coursing through their veins. (laughs) The hopadillo. Scary. He's coming to get you. You've been warned. Scary. 6.6% execute order 66. 6.6% occupy volume. 65 IBUs. Maltier. I'm glad to have something to talk about. Maltier, two-rope hail, medium crystal, dark crystal, Munich, and biscuit malts, hops, German magnum, cascade, amarillo, citrus, simcoe, and East Kent Golding. It's a kind of mixture mm-hmm. of, uh, of hops going on here. And... They recommend Thai cuisine, red curry, gorgonzola, or blue cheese grilled steak. Yeah, blue cheese works great with IPAs. Can't say it enough. Mm-hmm. I first smelled this. It's I, It was like hop overload. Ooh. And it smelled, um, what was the first thing I got? It was kind of, I forget the words. It was not hoppy, though. It was reminding me of peppery. Like, I first mm. smelled it, and it almost smelled like spicy peppery. Like, uh, And then I smelled it again, and I could smell some really... Kind of like the like when you said East Kent Golding, like I think of like EKG hop pellet type yeah. aroma, like the the green you know pressed pellets. It does smell dry hopped. It does smell like there's extra hops put put in here, and it has and... that kind of more vegetal or earthy feel that pellet hops kind of give than than whole flower hops, which can be would be more floral and lively generally when they're dry hopped with that. When I go back to it, I still, like, the as soon as it hits my nose, it kind of smells like like a habanero or something like that. Like, a, just kind of the, the meaty, peppery with a little bit of hotness. Like, that's that's how this hop bouquet is, like, hitting my nose. And it's I have to, like, get through that to actually get to the distinctly hoppy aromas. Every time, every time. I stick my nose in there. Big hop flavor. Magnum, Cascade, Amarillo, Citrus, Simcoe, EKG. Kitchen sink. Mm. The the flavor, it has um, 
pretty juicy um, citrusy mm. hops right up front. Um, kind of goes into a nice caramelly maltiness. There's mm-hmm. a nice malty backbone, caramel backbone behind this beer. Not too bitter, at least not on the first sip. No, it's it strikes me that it's uh, one of these beers that use Simcoe in the right way, which is as an accent, as a way to add to your bouquet without making it a, a huge, in, not making it a star. Mm-hmm. Um, Amarillo in the same way, I think, can be used like that. Citra can be a star, and Citra uh, gives some brightness. Cascade, of course, a traditional <laughs> star. Magnum, a little bit deeper, but East K- EKGs give you that spiciness. Yeah, I mean, that's the one that's really sticking with me. That's kind of the aftertaste is the EKGs. A little more earthy. And, uh... I like it. I think it's really good. I think it has a lot of, um... has an interesting dynamic to the hops. It doesn't simply play on, on one note. It gives you a couple notes. It gives you a nice chord. wouldn't say it tells a complete story, but it does have a, a good mm-hmm. you know a good uh, a good melody happening at least and it's it's very drinkable like Jeff said not not overly bitter at 65 abus and again hides its alcohol well so right Seems a little closed off. Seems like something with this much hop should have like a much more like it should fill your mouth with hops more. Like this is kind of just like sitting right in the center of my tongue. It's not I, really filling the t- mouth as much as other beers like this would do. I kind of think that I like the the expression without going into without being boisterous about it or without without being overly boisterous. I I like that it's somewhat limited in its scope. It isn't slamming down on the piano keys. It's, you know, it's playing a chord. It's playing, it's playing some nice, maybe like, you know, a little, just a little oh, thing like that. Okay, like that? Yeah, it's like, okay, gotcha. Wait, no, I don't. Could you do that again, please? A little more detail. <laughs> yep, I'm now using musical analogies. <laughs> So we didn't get this last time. I'm sure you guys uh, all <laughs> loved it. <laughs> no, we didn't, but we might as well do it now that we remember it. So, uh... oh yes, we should we should definitely advertise mm. our referral link for Amazon. That is craftbeerradio.com/slash/amazon. Easy peasy, piece of cake. Just go there when you want to start your Amazon shopping, and uh, shop shop shop. I, I would use it if I could. I can't. Yeah, uh, Greg's home address got tainted because <laughs> he logged in. I, I think it's more my account. If, if I were to do it like some yeah. work, it would it would not work either. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, your account got associated with yeah. uh, the affiliates account. But uh, yeah, craftbeerradio.com/slash/amazon. Just anytime you shop on Amazon, go there when you start. Add stuff to your cart and check out. Costs you not a penny more. And you help support the show. Not a penny. Mm-hmm. I like having IPAs in the middle. Oh, aperitif. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's rinse that out, and let's go on to 
Vanilla Bean Buffalo Sweat from Tallgrass Brewing. <clears throat> Vanilla Bean Buffalo 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 yes. Sweat. Yes. Callback. <laughs> no, that was Carbock, the last beer. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Ooh, I do. I do. Okay, 5.0% out by volume. 20 IBUs in this vanilla bean buffalo sweat. So buffalo sweat is, I um, assume, a uh, stout. I had to look and, and check to make sure. But this is a version. Yeah, yeah it's a stout. Yeah, it's a version of their, of their stout made with vanilla beans. Hopped with glacier hops and glacier hops only. Malted with Brewer's Malt, Gold Pills Vienna, Victory, Carapils, Roasted Barley, and Black Pills. So that's where all the the attention's been put into in the malts. And adjuncts added uh, flaked oats, lactose, and vanilla beans. So it's not just a regular old stout. It's just milk stout as well and an oatmeal stout with vanilla. Oh, your breakfast fixings. Mm. I did see that Founders is now allowed to put the baby back on their oatmeal. In Michigan? In Michigan, yes. Oh, okay. Took them four months for they got label approval. So now, those labels without the baby are going to be collector item now? Maybe. But now it's now you can... Now I guess they they managed to convince the liquor board of Michigan that babies won't think that that's for babies. <laughs> it takes a lot of convincing sometimes. Mm-hmm. The room on this one is just pretty nice. It's it's giant, roasty. Oh yeah, you get a little bit of of the like odiness, but really, it's just big mountain of of roast and, and cocoa, like dry, unsweetened cocoa. Not really picking really good, up yeah. too much on the vanilla yet, but it might be in there. Yeah, it smells it like smells a, robust. That's for sure. <laughs> I really pick out that roasted barley in there. You can really pick that out. Mm-hmm. Flavor carries through that roast excellently. Mm. It's been a while since I've had a stout quite like this that really nails. It's not ashy and burnt. It's just it pops with mm-hmm. very nice roasted barley, and then the aftertaste. The lactose is, helps a lot with that. And then the aftertaste, yeah, it gets a lot more chocolatey. The vanilla beans are playing in there. The the lactose and the mouthfeel from the the uh, unfermentable lactose lactose sugar is uh, helping out. But oh, I mean, this thing pops. This is really nice boost out. It's really well done. The oats don't feel slimy at all, but they do add a little bit to viscosity. Uh, at five percent, this is not it's not getting this viscosity from the alcohol. It's getting it from the mm-hmm. oats. The Vanilla is pretty tame. It's not... Take a, I'm on my third sip, and I'm finally tasting it now. So I think it takes a little bit of calibration to get through that. Oh, it's there. I can roast. taste it. Uh, but it's not overwhelming. It's not like, boom, vanilla at you. This is We're, we're going to highlight the vanilla. I think it's there to... It's there as a tail off. It's it's there to add a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, a little expression. I think it's I think it's used just right. Yeah. I think that you know it's yeah it's not blasting you in the face of vanilla, but a lot of times I don't want that. And the more I take sips of this, the, the vanilla is amplifying each sip. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm getting used to that mountain of malt, and uh, yeah, this is really good. Yep, 
Okay, I'm starting to get a little bit of vanilla milkshake thing, right? A little bit of that coming at you. Just a bit. A, a, a nice a nice amount of vanilla without going overboard. It's kind of weird having a stout with all these ingredients and not coffee. Yes. You know, because generally every other brew would also put coffee in this kind of stout. And it's kind of weird having it without coffee. Well, you could say that there's a, a touch of an espresso-like flavor going on here, but... I think that's just sort of from the natural flavors. Oh, sure, sure. But, I mean, just with everything that's going on, almost every other beer I've had in recent memory that's, mm-hmm. excuse me, along these lines is also coffeeed. Yeah, I think I think that's right. I think that it's... Um, <laughs> I was about to say something, then I realized it was dumb. I was about to say that it shows admirable res- restraint, but then I thought, wait a minute. Plate <laughs> <laughs> dose, lactose, vanilla beans... Very small gold pills, victory caramels. No, it shows, it shows really good execution. Yes. This is the uh, vanilla bean buffalo sweat from Tallgrass. Very tasty. They're in Manhattan, Kansas. I almost said Arkansas. Well, it's Arkansas. Well, I put the, uh, my brain put extra (laughs) letters in front. Very cool. All right, so our last beer of the night uh, was sent to us from Avery. Another vanilla bean stout. Battle of the vanilla beans. Mm. It's going to have, it has a pretty deep, uh, a pretty big hill to climb, doesn't it? So from Avery, we have, this is one of their new year rounds. 10.8% alcohol, so. Double. Double what we just had before. They tried seven different types of vanilla beans, they're telling me, and they found three of them. Tongan, Ugandan, and Mexican. Now, the vanilla beans down from Tallgrass use Ugandan, so... Okay. They're also then aged in Heaven Hill bourbon barrels for three months. Yes, it has been. Yeah, the aroma in this one is like so different from the previous beer. Um, the bourbon barrels, the oak agedness, the woodiness is the first thing you smell in the See if you can, see if you can figure out the sentence, sorry. Um, it came in at 10.8%, but I get so little... Oh, okay, I, sorry, I, I misread it, never mind. Uh, he says he gets a little, so little heat on it that it's mind-blowing, the brewer. So little heat that it's mind-blowing. Yeah, mind-blowing. Blow your mind. Yeah, so the Roman oh, wow. Look at this. They have a quote from somebody, Doma Letter, who they call Avery's Barrel Romancer. Can you imagine having that title? <laughs> That'd be a great title to have on your, on your card. I'm a barrel romancer. Andy Parker is their barrel herder. I'd like to be a, a romancer more than a herder. Yeah, herder sounds like you're rolling yeah. big, heavy barrels around all day. Okay, a romancer this... just tastes them and put hearts on the good ones. This smells a lot like more like like a worldwide stout, right? It, it you can really smell that alcohol there. You can smell the you can smell the age. You can smell the bourbon, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to describe how that bourbon's coming across. It 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 smells probably more woody than whiskey. Um, There's a slight it, corn it's not, sweetness. It's not too yeah. It's not too uh, resiny or sappy. It's a little I, I think corn touch of corn yeah you could probably get some of 
maybe a little less of the caramel, but mm. some of the other components out of a bourbon is is kind of what's coming through. The stout part that I'm smelling smells um, more imp- well, more imperial, but even even more particularly more like a Baltic stout, where it's kind of that more ashy, you know, really dark roast, and not as big and rounded as the buffalo sweat. This is the second version of their botanicals and barrels. Their first version was their raspberry sour, which I believe we really really enjoyed, as I remember. Mm-hmm. I stuck my nose deep in the glass and was really able to get a big whiff of a lot of the volatiles, including the alcohol. And I think it kind of, it, while it was a little hot on the nose, I think it was, you really could pull out a little bit more of uh, the stout. You could get some more of the barrel, and you could actually get some of the vanilla as well. Hmm. Well, they had a a tough hill to climb, and they did. Uh, that <laughs> okay. is really, really well done. Yeah, the barrel and the vanilla play together really well. The, the stout is kind of just the mm-hmm. canvas that's that everything's painted on. The stout's not really doing any... Like where the Buffalo Sweat was an outstanding stout, and it was part of the sculpture. You know, here the stout's the canvas, and the other things that are adorning the canvas is what's making this beer. In some ways, you could almost say this... Like, the, the Buffalo Sweat was a, a great piece of pop art, and then this is a more expressive uh, canvas, like you said, that that, that mm-hmm. somebody has, you know, put a lot of effort into to make a, a more dynamic thing. I, there is a, there's a story being told here. Wow, that flavor, it just, yeah, it definitely tells a story. It starts out, the first thing you notice is vanilla and, and barrels and whiskey. But then when you take a second sip and you kind of look through it, it goes through this, like it just flips the pages and of the storybook and it goes by really fast. It's hard to kind of track everything. But, you know, you're getting things like um, French toast. Mm. You're getting Krispy Kreme donuts. You're getting... Um, Croissants. You're getting... Uh, you're getting chocolate notes. You're getting... Hmm. <laughs> Waffles. Mm. Uh, there's probably some maple in there. Uh, pancakes. You're getting lots of, of very interesting flavors. That's when you said maple and pancakes and stuff. Part of the aftertaste. Of this is pretty reminiscent of Utopias. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know some of that mapley part of Utopias. Is, it's it's yep. that's in here. Yep. Yep. It's very good. <laughs> I, I was ready to be like, meh, would you write it off? Because I, I thought the wet buffalo set was great, but this is better. They're both really good, but yeah, this one is, this one's, when you start saying it has the same kind of feel as parts of Utopias, then you know it's <laughs> it's doing something. It's a, it's a big beer. It's a special beer. It's easy drinking, lots of flavor. uses bourbon just right. It doesn't over accentuate the yeah you're pretty sensitive to to Mm -hmm. bourbon when it's not used delicately and uh yeah this one's good i thought it was going to be too much barrel from the nose it it didn't seem like it was balanced as well but the flavor there's so much going on the flavor that it does balance the barrel wow all right so ranking time yes it is all right we're not going to rank the cyclone or the clonal 
like to try it, you know, that in in its non saison form. Right. Okay, from you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Uh, okay, I'm going to put. So we can't put the. Not put the Claudio. So I'm going to put the free will at the bottom. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, I like the rye that was coming out of it. I like that spiciness. Um, but I kind of felt like the the carback had a little bit more going for it. I was a little more drinkable. It had more uh, stuff to 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 like, even though the carback was a little one chord as opposed to one note. Mm-hmm. I like that from what it was doing, and I like the way it was presenting itself. So yeah, free will is kind of a hard luck loser in this sense, and that it was bad, but. The other the other stuff shined more, and then I think it's it's pretty easy. These two stouts were were top uh, in the show, and the Avery was clearly better than the Buffalo Sweat. So I, I you know it's it's a relatively easy ranking as oh, far as I'm concerned. I'm gonna put the car back in last place. Um, Carbach, it was good beer. I just wanted a little more. I want the beer to be a little more open and more a little more expressive with the hopping. Uh, I like the free will. I thought it had a really interesting character of how. The rye, and then all the compounds that the fermentation created made it taste like it was actually a spiced beer. It had a, the fermentation really added a lot to that beer, and it was pretty tasty. In second place, I'm going to put the vanilla bean buffalo sweat from Tallgrass. I really thought this was a good stout, uh, really punched with the roast and the cocoa, and it wasn't too roasty and burnt and ashy. It was bright. As, as bright as roasty stouts can get, but it really popped. And then um, the lactose, oats, and vanilla bean just really made that a heck of a drinker and really brought a lot of great flavors through. And then I thought it was going to win the night, and then the savory came through with this delicate um, painting with, on the canvas of, of all these great breakfast and pastry-type you know flavors and everything like that. And it just, it nailed it. It, it pulled through some maple a la utopias. It blended the barrel in very well. It, good use of vanilla, good use of everything. It was delicious. All right, well, that's another show. Whoop, there it is. Whoop, there it is. There's the show. Craft Beer Radio, you know all this crap, right? Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. You can visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. If you want to email us, beer at craftbeerradio.com. You'll hit us up on Twitter, at Jeff Bear, at CBR Greg, and uh, whoop, there it is.